episode of New Girl Recap with your host, Sasha, and today I would like to talk about episode 6 and 7. But to start off, I'll be talking about episode 6, and it's called Thanksgiving, and this is about when things go kind of crazy when Jess invites a music teacher she's always had a crush on to their Friendsgiving dinner at the loft. So this episode opens with the children's play at Jess's school, and we find out that Jess is helping backstage with this play, and the music teacher that she has a crush on is the one who's basically like in control of this and leading the play. And Jess then spontaneously invites him to Thanksgiving by asking um, what he's doing for Thanksgiving, and then they get on the topic of his dead grandmother. And then, so that was kind of awkward, but that's definitely something that Jess would do. Jess then walks into the loft with this huge turkey, and Nick says that, quote, they aren't doing Thanksgiving this year and just want to watch football and drink beer, end quote, and then go to Best Buy for Black Friday. (laughs) And Schmidt then chimes in and says that it's dudesgiving, and then Nick shuts him down, and he also has to put some money in the jar for that. So, that was funny. And Jess then casually mentions how they're having Thanksgiving with Paul, and Schmidt asks Jess if the turkey's named Paul, which I guess is something that would totally be in Jess's alley of things that she would do. And Jess then asks if anyone knows how to cook, and Schmidt just cannot hold back. And this is something that really surprised me, was when I watched this episode, the fact that Schmidt can cook actually doesn't surprise me that much. Schmidt seems like she would be someone with weird talents. Just things that are up his sleeve that aren't... I don't know, but it kind of... Actually, in hindsight, it really shouldn't surprise me that much that Schmidt is an excellent cook. But then, Jess gets him to help her by saying that if he does help cook this Thanksgiving meal, she'll invite Cece, who we know Schmidt loves, of course. And then Schmidt says that he wants to let her know up front that he has some control issues in the kitchen and that he's cooking the whole meal. So, he doesn't need anyone else's help, apparently. And then Paul gets there a little bit early, and then they both burst into a turkey song, which, eh, like, it's a little dorky, but it's, it just shows how, like, compatible they are, like, how similar these two are. And then Nick says, oh my gosh, there's two of them, (laughs) which probably, as an audience member, that was definitely my reaction to, like, oh my gosh, there's no way that there's someone quite like Jess, but here we have Paul. And Jess then has to talk to Nick and tell him to be nice to Paul, and then he kind of agrees. And Paul and Winston have a little chat, and Winston says that they're going to play this game where he says a word, and then Paul's going to answer with the word that he thinks of when, um, when that word's said, or word association. And before they even start, so before Winston even starts asking him anything, he says kazoos. Winston's doing this because he thinks that Paul could be the fifth roommate, and he does not want Paul to be the fifth roommate. He likes it how it is, and so he's trying to kind of feel Paul out a little bit, and so then Winston says the words boundaries, other people's stuff, and (laughs) just things along those lines, being very, like, he's definitely hinting towards the fact that Paul could be their new roommate. And then Schmidt and Cece are cooking together, and Schmidt notices that Cece didn't wash her hands, 
so he throws out a whole bowl of walnuts because she touched them and she didn't wash her hands. And this is just interesting because I think this is when Schmidt or when Cece truly realizes the extent to which Schmidt is kind of insane. <laughs> um, then Nick and Paul go to the store to get some walnuts and they have a really uncomfortable conversation about law school and as we know Nick dropped out of law school and apparently he only had like a semester left too. Not sure if this is true, but yeah, he I think he did only have a semester left. And Nick's making his mean turtle face and he's giving Paul a really hard time. Which I think I don't really know why he's giving Paul a hard time, to be honest, because like Jess is his friend and he should be happy for her that she really likes this guy. But instead I think he's jealous. I really do think that he has some sort of jealousy. It's, it's very apparent, and we'll see where it takes him, but anyways, at the loft, the turkey catches on fire, and Schmidt takes his shirt off and dies to save the turkey, and the other guys all call a dry moment on this, and I think that it caught on fire because they decided to put the turkey in the dryer to defrost it instead of putting it in the oven because it was too big to fit in the oven, so a little backstory there. And Nick says that they should all leave and just go to the bar, and this is because there's so much smoke in their apartment because of the fire, and, but then Paul steps in and says that he wants to try the meal that Schmidt has been working so hard on, and this is so sweet. And he definitely recognized, or Schmidt deserves some recognition, and that's sweet, and that shows how much, like, effort Paul's willing to make even if the rest of the guys don't really see it that way. And Jess has this idea, this great idea, to break and enter into her neighbor's house. And Jess yells at Nick, and their whole... And she, she yells at Nick, I think all of them break in, and then Jess talks, says, Hey Nick, do you want to, can we step aside and have a little conversation or a little chat? And they do that, and it's outside of this door, so they're on different sides of the door, and Jess and Nick are in, like, in the hallway area, and they're yelling, because Jess is being really loud, and their whole conversation's heard, by the way, and, like, Jess is saying all this stuff about how Paul is, Paul makes her really happy, and she doesn't understand why Nick can't just suck it up, why Nick's being such a jerk, and then Winston interrupts their fight to tell her that their whole conversation is heard by everyone, including Paul. So it's a little awkward. And then Cece reveals to Jess that she's into Schmidt and the rage or the fury inside of him that comes out when he cooks is apparently really attractive to her. So, I don't know. I think this is kind of surprising. I think this is interesting that Cece likes kind of this rage within Schmidt. And I think it shows that she doesn't just want someone who is going to be smitten with her and like do everything that she wants him to and like just simply be there and adore her. I think that she wants someone who will challenge her too in some ways. And Schmidt's rage and fury in the kitchen definitely challenged her. So I think that I thought that that was interesting. Then Paul asks if Nick and Jess were ever a thing. Because in this episode, he totally seems like a jealous ex-boyfriend. He's acting like a jealous jerk. So, fair question. And then both of them, f- like, 
deny this. Neither one of them wants to think about that, and... And then, like, to lighten the mood, Paul wants to play his violin, and then he starts screaming because he finds a dead body, and it's Mrs. Beverly, and this is the neighbor whose apartment that they broke into, and everyone but Nick greets him out. <laughs> this episode ends with them in mine at Black Friday, and Paul's playing his violin, and instead of just letting him go to the back, all of them step up, and they're like, okay, we'll all go to the back of the line, and I thought that was really cool. This Black Friday thing doesn't mean as much to them as their friendship does being there for each other, so that's cute. And to continue, I think that a theme in this episode would be... Actually, I think that there's a continuous theme between these two episodes. So the next episode that I'm going to be talking about is called Episode 7, it's Bells, and it's when Jess gets jealous when Winston joins the Hell Handbell Quartet and instantly steals a spotlight with his talent. So I think that a bridging theme could be jealousy, because Nick was super jealous of Paul and Jess, and in this new episode, Jess is about to be really jealous of Winston and his talent, but I think that a further thing could be like stepping up beyond the jealousy, so recognizing that you're jealous, but also like loving and having enough appreciation for your friend that you're willing to put that aside and put those feelings aside. Okay, I'll let you flip the page. Okay, so continuing with the recapping episode 7, Bells, it opens with Schmidt, Nick, and Winston sitting on the couch, and Schmidt's trying to get the guys to eat some of his sushi so that they pay for it too, because isn't that the most Schmidt thing to do, to buy a whole expensive platter of sushi? And Schmidt tells Winston that Winston has a serious job now, but Winston says it's just a temp job where Winston stacks paper, and Winston says that he's losing his mind, and quote-unquote, sometimes touches the frayed end of the power cord just to feel something. <laughs> this is, this is funny. And then Jess brings the kids in for bell ringing. And these kids are doing this bell ringing for some community service because it's either this or some worse form of punishment. And the guys really aren't happy with this bell quartet taking place in their loft, but Jess gets serious for a second and says, she is not asking for permission, and she's telling them ahead of time. So, this is when Jess, when Jess gets serious, and I think it's interesting. I actually like seeing Jess get serious because it adds more like dimension to her character, and she's not just this like quirky girl who's who's the one who gets everyone to laugh at her. You know, like she's more than that. So, I think that's interesting, and. The, the bell quartet sounds really, really bad, and the toilet overflows, but Nick fixes it, and the way that he fixes things, he does not fix things the traditional way, he DIY fixes things, so it means for him, like, a plastic bottle in the wall that collects the dripping water that you have to, like, empty every five seconds, or so, something like that, like, DIY, very much DIY, and they hear Winston play the bells, because Winston picks him up, and they have a moment of awe because it was really, really good. And listening to this episode too, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, he has, he definitely does have an act for this. And Jess then convinces Winston to help her teach the kids and help her play the bells. And Nick and Schmidt, while this is going on, have a fight over the broken bathroom. And Schmidt says that he can't use his own bathroom because Nick's poor. And 
Nick says that he doesn't throw money at his problems. And, I don't know, I think that this kind of showcases how different of an upbringing they had, too. Because, um, Nick also threw a jab at Schmidt by mentioning his super expensive bar mitzvah party. Because Nick was not rich growing up, I don't think. And Schmidt, Schmidt, I think, was. Or if he, he wasn't then, I think he was always, like, pretty Yeah, he had to have been rich because he had a very, very expensive bar mitzvah. And now, like, later on in life, too, Nick's a bartender and Schmidt's a businessman. And Schmidt, it shows in the show, like, the fact that Schmidt does make the most money out of all of them. And four of them, like Jess, Winston, um, and Nick. And, I don't know, Nick did drop out of law school. Obviously, it's not anyone's fault, but Winston really wants to win this concert and makes the kids think that Bells can be cool. So he's kind of like a role model to them. And then Jess tries to play the same chords and kind of one-up Winston, but they sound really bad, and Jess is really jealous. And I think that that sucks too, because that was her goal all along, was like to get these kids to enjoy, have a good time, and like have a good experience with music. And then she's been trying so hard for so long, Winston comes and does it in like, what, 10 minutes? So, I don't know. Or Jess talks to Nick about how she's a little jealous of Winston and how Winston's being really, really intense because he yelled at the kids too. And Nick said he's very talented, but he's such a jerk about it. And not the part about him being a jerk about it, but Winston being intense reminds me of myself a little bit because I'm the type of person who gets so, so, so competitive over literally the dumbest things. And I also don't like doing things that I'm not good at because of my competitiveness, so. But, um, <laughs> actually, over quarantine, my friends and I did this thing called Virtual Survivor. And for those of you who don't know, Survivor is this, um, CBS show where there's a group of people, about 20 usually, put on an island. And they all have to work together or participate in challenges and win immunity, which prevents someone from voting you off. And each night, one or two people is voted off. So you have to form alliances, voting blocks, and you have to work together to vote people off. And you want to be the one at the end. You want to be in the top three. And then you also want good relationships with these people. You can't just be a jerk because if you want the jury to vote for you, you, you need to you need to show that good gameplay or at least have strong connections with people within the game but um anyways i was playing that and i got so competitive like it was not just me um, it's also the combination of being with a lot of competitive people like just makes me even more competitive so yeah i got very intense so i was told but it was fun <laughs> and anyways okay so back to the episode Nick and Schmidt are being so immature, and Schmidt's not letting Nick use any of the things that he paid for, so that includes the couch, the TV, the rug, the table, all that stuff, and Nick's not letting, oh, and Nick's unfixing everything that he fixed, so the toilet, the the fridge, and this is an example of an insecure, silly game. They're both taking the low road, and... Winston also gets fired from his job because he's composing the song that he wants the kids to play instead of actually working. 
also has a fist fight, but Schmidt ends it, and he says that Nick chose to drop out of law school and goes way too far and says that Nick is just a loser. And this definitely hurts. I mean, being on the receiving end of this, that hurts. And and I can definitely relate to that. Like when you say things that you don't mean and you know that you've gone too far. But you, you can't take back things that you said. It's not how it works. And here, it just seems like Schmidt has had some pent-up emotion. Like, he's obviously thought this many, many times. And, I don't know, it's, it's a tough spot. But, yeah. That had to have hurt Nick. And especially hearing that from his closest friend. Schmidt and Nick have known each other the longest out of all the guys. So, hearing that, I think things like that, when you hear them from your friends hurt, or family hurt so much more than, like, some rando, obviously. And that reminds me of this quote that I like. It's like, don't accept criticism from someone that you wouldn't accept advice from. Yeah. But anyways, Jess reveals that she likes running the club to Winston, but she loves the kids even more. And Jess calls them out and says that it's a big deal for them to hear that someone isn't giving up on them even if they sound horrible, because remember, um, Winston did yell at these kids, and he was like, you guys all suck, and he, he went a little too far, too, so, Jess is basically calling him out on this, and then Nick and Winston have a heart-to-heart, and Nick tells Winston that he doesn't always have to win, and he doesn't always have to win everything, and that this is really about the kids, and it's not about Winston, and... I totally think that that's valuable advice from Nick. Like, you don't always have to win. And I could take that too sometimes, I think. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like, uber competitive, but I, I can, I don't know. But anyways, um, I think that this is also definitely Nick looking out for Jess. And maybe indirectly, but, like, he is. Because he knows how much the kids mean to Jess. And how much this whole thing really does mean to her. So... Well, once in hearing this advice from Nick, it's like when you aren't ready to hear something, but when you hear it from an outsider, it just shows, like when you aren't willing to hear things from your mom, like when your parents tell you stuff, and then you hear the same thing from your friends, so that hits a little harder, and then you realize like, oh, maybe I'm the problem, because sometimes you need that like outsider who you're not arguing with to tell you that you're wrong, <laughs> and so Nick, Winston does take Nick's advice and he joins in and he seems really happy and they play Eye of the Tiger and they did really well they sound pretty good so that's the end of episode 7 and so I think that some of the themes here are definitely taking the low road like when you're in an argument it's a lot easier to take the low road and sometimes it's hard to take the high road because in that moment, it doesn't feel like you're taking the high road. It just feels like you're letting the person win. But, like, it, it didn't get them anywhere. Like, the apartment would have been in shambles if they continued on with this. So, in the end of the day, Schmidt did take the high road. And I think that saved them both. And also, I think another thing would be going too far with things. Like, Winston being mean to the kids or Schmidt saying too much about Nick. 
And the thing about going too far with things is, like, you can't... It just shows how much you need to think about what you say before you say it. And you can't get caught up in the moment. Because I think everyone, at some point in their lives, has said something they don't mean. Maybe out of emotion. Maybe not. But... And I think another thing would be apologizing. And this kind of ties into taking the low road or the high road. But... But... Sometimes you just have to admit that you're wrong and in the wrong and then move on and be the bigger person. Like at the end of the day, it, it's going to make you probably feel a lot better to just have some a moment of admittance. But anyways, this concludes episode 6 and 7 of Mirror Girl and please stay tuned for next week's episode and I'm so excited.